to the Dallas Soccer Show. This is the match build-up show for FC Dallas for Sporting Kansas City on Decision Day, Sunday, October 6th. I'm Dustin Nation. Joining me from behind his lineup crystal ball, holding his Panini Tarot cards, is Jonathan Ross. How's it going, Jonathan? Hey, Dustin. Uh, just you know, looking forward to uh, hopefully not the last game of the, of the season, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 see when we get to some predictions later on. Alrighty, uh, and this week it's a we got a special treat for you. It's a supersized matchup buildup show. We'll call it a mega match buildup show. It's so big that we brought in the big guns for this one. Joining us from the doctor's office where he's getting checked out for senioritis is Armand Kafai. Uh, welcome to the match buildup show, Armand. Yeah, this is a, a first for me. I've never been a part of a match buildup show. Uh, you know, it's 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 a pretty cool experience. I can. Well, I, I can't really see the lineups being presented, but I can I can hear them now. So, yeah, uh, I mean, well, generally, it's just to pull back the curtain a little bit, a little uh, meta, go meta here for a second. Generally, we don't invite Armand on because he's at practice and he sees the lineups, and so we don't want to, you know, um, we don't cheat. We don't want to give anything away. We just kind of want to go like us as as fans normally, um, and so. Just for that reason, Armand will will not be participating in today's lineup prediction, but he's got all kinds of other good knowledge for us because we're also going to talk a little bit about the loss to Colorado since we didn't have a show earlier in the week to recap that show. So let's let's get uh, stuck in. How about it, fellas? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So um, FC Dallas traveled to Colorado, uh, and then it was a – Build is a must win, win and you're in type situation, and they did not win. They had a 3-0 loss, bringing their total away record to three wins, 11 losses, and three draws, which is, we'll just call it not great. Um, so the Colorado match, um, Armand, what, what went wrong? I mean, is there one thing that went wrong or a bunch of things that went wrong? Because <laughs> it seemed like a collection. I mean, it just – it seemed like the team got off again on, on, on the wrong foot. Uh, there there seemed to be a – again, I feel like we beat this horse almost week in and week out, a lack of a real offense uh, for, 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 lack of a, for lack of a better word. There's uh, no real offense, defensive breakdowns, the midfield getting overrun. Jesus playing pretty awful. Uh, I mean, overall, it was a combination of just everything going bad. Again, like what we saw in the Chicago Fire game last week. Uh, it just it was it was not a good showing, to say at least. It's something you look at, you analyze, and you kind of just want to burn burn the film later on. It was, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I was you know going between that and the LAFC Minnesota game because when it was 3-0 I was like what am I watching like this it was a like poor it was a poor performance and looked like Dallas never getting back into it so I you know switch on off you know turn on some other games here and there and I mean that was that I mean just a, again a bad start a bad start and just another poor road result yeah you, when they went down you never really felt like they were going to get back in it Jonathan what stuck out in that match to you it, it, so I you know, one of the things that Armand said, right, is that you want to delete it. And I did that mentally after the Chicago game, right? But this game, it, it felt like it was a repeat of the exact same thing. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, is this you know, is this youth, right? And they've got to go down to get motivated. There just is a lack of focus. 
or I mean, one of the, one of the things I was thinking about now is you see how um, San Jose has really started to, to, you know, not play very well last few games. And I think part of that is because of the way that they have a high press, um, really active, uh, you know, type of game. And I'm almost wondering if some of what we're seeing today within uh, or with FC Dallas is that same kind of thing that the team's just tired and worn down. And so they're just not playing and clicking at the same level as, as they were early on in, in the season. Um, that's, that's the only thing that, that I can think of that is, I actually did think honestly that, uh, for, for after the first goal, I thought we looked okay for about 20 to 30 minutes. Jesus actually had a nice shot on goal. Uh, Cobra had a couple of nice crosses. Um, the, I was, there's a couple of things that, that I thought going out of it. One was I did not understand Lucci's substitutes. So the first one, sure, yeah, you take off Acosta, it's three zero, you lose, you don't want him to get one more yellow card. Um, but you know, I don't I don't know why when you put on Mascara and Jacori, right? When you're down two to zero and pull off um Jesus and Cobra, right? Uh, I thought Jesus was actually having a reasonable game. He wasn't having a great game. Um, but you know, you're down two to oh, you're pulling off two of your best offensive players and replacing him for, you know, Mascara, who is a, who is a good player, right. But it hasn't really gotten that much on the scoreboard. Um, and Ja'Cory Hayes, who's a, you know, a holding midfielder. So I, that was the, the one thing that I don't normally um, pick on, on, on Lucci for things, but I, I did not understand the, the sub pattern on, uh, on Sunday. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I agree, Jonathan. And I mean, looking at it, <laughs> I mean, I think complaining to Dustin and I think a couple others, but you look at that bench and man, you want to bring on some offensive guy. Like what bench, you, man? You, yeah, that's exactly like you look through and it's like Mosquera and, and 16 year old. And, and it's right. exactly, exactly. Yep. where it's like your options are so limited. And you know what? I you, You're right. That's the, the Jacory Hayes. Really? I, I don't know if it was to make balance out the midfield Maybe they thought, you know, someone was having they're being overrun and they wanted to throw Jacory in there to kind of, you know, keep everything more balanced, push packs and more advanced. But I mean, overall, I mean, I think you're right, Jonathan. It's just, it was the subs. I was sitting there like, oh, great. Now you're bringing on Jacory Hayes as an offensive kind of minded. They're, they're, uh, just, it, yeah, that's what it, it I was, was thinking about flipping channels too, man. It was, it was <laughs> at that point I was like, oh, okay, so are we, are we mailing it in two zero, you know, at the 60th minute or wherever that was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thoughts, you know, if the first thought is Chicago, right. But then I'm thinking a little longer term. Do you guys remember last year when FC Dallas went to, to Colorado on almost like the second to last game of the season and they needed to win that they didn't. That was beaten. the last game of the season. It was yeah, that was decision. Game, yeah. That was decision day. Yeah, yeah. It cost so, them like a top two seed, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, and then we then they they went into the playoffs cold and lost on that first first game against Portland. So, like, it was shades of that all over again in my mind. Uh, just, it, it, I don't know what it is about Dick Sporting Good Park. It just seems to be a have a little uh, hex for on on FC Dallas right now. Yeah, and Dustin, I actually thought for the first time in a couple of years that maybe we were getting into form, right? Maybe I was fooled into it with Houston and Cincinnati, right, a little bit. But I was like, man, is FC Dallas actually going to end the season playing well versus the last two years where you're just, I mean, you're just ready for the season to be over because you know nothing good's going to happen, right? <laughs> um, sure. 
but you know, here, here, here we are again um, with a bit of a skid going into the final game. Yeah, I always I hated. I mean, it was fun when they were winning and scoring goals, but it, it's like we kept having to say, like, hold, put, tap the brakes. You know, it, I mean, and, and, but for Cincinnati right, and but for right reason though, it was a weakened Minnesota side, uh, uh-huh. Houston who just fired their coach, uh, FC Cincinnati. I mean, no explanation for that one. They're terrible. Uh, I mean, we could go down a list. I mean, we kind of have to hold it, you know, and say, you know, yeah. let's wait till they face a good team. But I mean. Then you again, you look at some of the other results. Seattle away, nil-nil draw, which yeah. Dallas looked pretty good in. Uh, even, even NYC, you know what? People say, oh, it's a points dropped at home. It is, but NYC is the best team in the Eastern Conference. And they outplayed them for about, I would say, almost 60 minutes of the game. So, I mean, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a mixed bag because you have, you know, good result, good result, and then kind of an egg. Then great, like no good results against worse teams. Then another good result, and then another egg. It's uh, this team. It, it like it's it's so mystifying to me because I mean, obviously, the team isn't the playoffs yet. But I mean, let's say they go against like a Minnesota and RSL. Like you, you're not gonna sit there and be like, oh, I don't see Dallas you know, winning that or anything like that. You you feel at least a little like you you feel like the team could pull pull off the upset. Yeah, I mean, there's any given day they could come out and put out a pretty good performance and and, i was gonna say and you guys called out in the pod last week right that i mean colorado is a really good team right they're playing really well so i wasn't i mean honestly if 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 we had done a prediction show last week i would have predicted a loss because i felt like colorado at home had won at that point four out of five now five out of six right this was probably the better in better form what i didn't expect was three zero right um, and that, and I think that's the part that's disappointing. It seems like but once, once we go down, we get steamrolled or. It, yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to something that we've alluded to as well is, is, is the, the balance that Lucci is, is, is trying to find in the, in the midfield and in the, in the team, right. The balance between scoring, go, trying to score goals and push forward and not, and keeping goals from getting scored. And, and one of the things that we kind of talked about, it was, how does bringing Paxton back into the side affect that balance? Is there balance? And I think the the answer is like, there's just not a whole lot of balance at the moment with the way he has the side set up with Paxton coming in um, as much as there was balance whenever Cervania was in the middle midfield. Yeah, I would, I would agree. All right. Well, speaking of that midfield, uh, there is a narrative going around right now about, Acosta and his role as a number six. There's a lot of talk about that. I know that that people are not, uh, we'll say, happy with Acosta playing that number six position or thinking that he's not filling the the shoes of Grezo. Uh, what, Armand, you've talked to Lucci about Acosta and that six, and what what is Lucci's vision for Brian Acosta and this team. He likes it. And, you know, I think I mentioned this on the pod last week. I mean, again, credit to a good friend, John Arnold for whenever Acosta came in. When I interviewed Lucci again, I I talked about, he told me he's a box to box mid and John looked, give me this look like, are you sure? Is that what he said? Because from the games I've seen when he plays with Honduras and it was, I think Tenerife, and if you go back a little bit more, he was more of like a holding uh, def- defensive-minded player. 
I was like, John, I don't know, man. Uh, this is what Lucci's telling me. Like, I, I, I can't really argue with him. Like, I, I don't know. It, it seems as if Lucci's thought about it and said, you know what? We want Acosta to be at six to destroy that almost Conte-esque uh, player. Uh, now, it's very difficult, I think, to replace a guy like Carlos Grezo. And I think, uh, I think we all know that I mean, a guy is playing or is injured right now, at least from what I remember, but is in the Bundesliga for a reason. He's really good. But I think Acosta's doing, you know, a fine job as being that single six player. Maybe not the most amazing job, but a fine job with the role he has. Um, I think if maybe he'd started us out earlier, he'd be much better off. Uh, obviously, Lucci's been tinkering a lot, a lot, and we've seen it. I mean, it's gone from what Jesus of forward to Jesus as like a attacking mid, Acosta as a defensive uh, mid, uh, Baji, you know, forward, mid, whatever. He's been playing around a lot. I mean, that's my one critique of Lucci. He's maybe tinkering around a little too much uh, at, at this point. And he sees Acosta as a single six, that that guy, you know, to, you know, that has that fight in him that can relieve the pressure, that can play balls out of the back. Um, but obviously, I mean, there's a little bit of a disconnect that we, like you alluded to, Dustin, about that balance, you know, with, I mean, with a Paxson coming in with the Jesus staying up, there's, there's something wrong. Um, I'm not sure what the exact remedy is because I don't think it's Edwin Cerillo right now. I think he's kind of, kind of dropped, not, re- not regressed to the mean, but like, you know, he's a rookie. Is he plain and simple? But there has to be yeah. a, 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 another, I think, another solution. Um, but I'll, but it might be too late to try it. Yeah, but you're comparing an, an, an 18-year-old mm-hmm. rookie to a 25-year-old international, right, tan mm-hmm. player, right? So you would expect there to be a fall-off. DP. DP, yeah. DP, yeah. Right. I wonder if Brian Acosta knows that he's supposed to be that single six. I mean, we see him up shooting balls way over there. He's a field the, goal kicker, not a single yeah. six. Come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget who, who said it that the worst thing that that happened to him was scoring that one-time volley against LA Galaxy because he's been trying to recreate it ever since. So so and, you want to hear something funny uh today yes, in training actually love- today in training actually <laughs> uh they were doing a shooting drill and every shot that went over the went over the fence would count as minus 1. So it had to be on target and it had to hit the goal because if it went over it would be minus 1. It, uh and Acosta, to his credit, I think only blasted like one ball over, uh, like the ten I saw. He kept them on frame, I guess, when they count as negative points. I don't know. Well, tell him that in the game we lose a we lose a goal if he shoots in the stands. No, but then, then uh, how would the Hall of Fame players get their Hall of Fame seat tickets? Get a, a poor fan would lose a brain cell. That, that's what it is. <laughs> so, Dustin, what do you think the solution is? Do you think that Acosta should be sitting there, or do you think? It should be Cirillo or something else. So I, I think Acosta is is the the long term play there. I, I think that the problem is not necessarily Acosta in this situation. I think the problem is the the people in the midfield with him. I think that when you've got Jesus and Paxton there together, that I just don't feel like it's clear to them what their roles are supposed to be and how they're supposed to be doing things defensively. Because you'll see different times where there's a disconnect between them on who's supposed to be pressuring when, and that leaves a lot of space before the players carrying the ball even get to Brian Acosta. Um, and I think that uh, you have to be a 
special, very disciplined player to be able to to uh, handle when that kind of thing happens. So um, you, I don't know. I think I don't. I think that Sergio is not the answer. I, I mean, he's like like Armand said, his, his stock's gone down. I think he was playing out of his mind uh, at the very beginning of the season, and then just kind of the the weight and the rest of the 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 league kind of caught up with him, you know, and the, the game just ended up passing him by this season. I think he's got a long, long career ahead of him. Um, he, I mean, he's young, he's real young, but I, I think that for this team right now, Acosta's the, 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 the six and he's the answer there. Long winded way of saying yes. Yeah. And I think one of the things you, you touched on too is I think it's, um, when Paxton and Jesus played together, I mean, it, it's not that they played together badly, but it only takes a split second fraction of a second of pausing to have somebody, I don't know, let's say go straight down the center of your defense and score a goal 10 minutes into the game. Right. Um, and so the, I think what we saw is it's, it's more about how Cervania and Acosta play together. I mean, I think, I think they have, styles that match each other well right so it's not that uh jesus or um paxton aren't good in the middle right i just don't think that it's a good partnership for both of those guys to be there at the same time all right so after that loss the team has to put things behind them uh look forward to this this match armand you were at training this morning what was the team's attitude and like how are they how are they dealing with that that loss in colorado I think the loss in the, is kind of out of their minds. Now they're focused on a five-game playoffs. Why am I saying five games? There's only four games in the playoffs. This one's a must-win. They have to win it, or else they might not even make the playoffs. This is game one. Game two is that is that is that first-round matchup. Game three, game four, game five. Game five is obviously MLS Cup. They're approaching this game as a playoff game, and Lucci mentioned it. The players have mentioned it. This is a playoff game uh, against Sporting Kansas City. It's the first step towards what they want to be a successful MLS cup run. I think uh, there's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say nerves. It looked, like, it was a very, it looked like a normal practice to be honest with you, a very normal practice, a uh, little trophy at the end that they get. They always, you know, want to show off on Instagram uh, after, after they get it. Uh, but it, it just is a normal practice, normal, but a little bit of an intensity, a little bit of an intensity, even though all it was was a, a basic shooting drill to keep the ball on target. There's a little bit of intensity Going on, you know, I think, like 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 I said earlier, the, the the players realize that this is virtually a playoff game, and if they lose this one, they are potentially uh, out of the, out of the picture. Uh, or I mean, they, they or I mean, they could probably, they might be able to sneak in, but you know, <laughs> but, like, hey, it's, it's it, funny. It's funny that you could lose and still be in it. That's yeah, you know, exactly. No so FCD right to to back their way into the last playoff spot, right? <laughs> exactly. So I mean. It's just one of those things to where I mean, I, I, I mean if they lose a if they lose a playoff game, they, I don't know, but they're approaching it as a as a playoff game that if they lose, they should be out. Well, that's kind of the attitude you want to see. Uh, you want to see them the, in, ratchet it up a little bit. Take a take a like realize something something bad happened. Let's fix it and move on and be better. Um, so good to hear that that there's not all sulking and heads down and, and things like that. So, um, all right. Now is the match buildup portion of the show where we take a look at 
each team in the game. It would be Sporting Kansas City and FC Dallas. And we're going to take a look at the stats, storylines, and players for each one. So Jonathan is going to kick us off with Sporting Kansas City's stats, storyline, and players. Jonathan? So I don't have anything too crazy, Dustin. I think the biggest story when we think about SKC um, is that, you know, they they just ended uh, a playoff streak where they had been in the playoffs every year since 2011. It's the fourth longest in MLS history. Um, so it's, you know, pretty significant to make it eight years in a row. Um, they're not a great away team. Uh, they've got three wins away, which is, you know, the same as FC Dallas coming into uh, uh, coming into to, to Frisco this weekend. They they looked pretty good. I went back and watched the, the game against Portland, uh, which ended up in a draw, right? But, I mean, they, they were in that the, the, the whole way. Could, could have easily have ended up being a win for them. I think if they had actually uh, finished a little better, similar to what we talk about with the uh, FCD sometimes, I think they would have, you know, easily beaten uh, beaten Portland last week. Uh, great news Great news for FCD, though, is that uh, in that process of time, Portland, they also ended up getting two red cards. So, uh, you know, going in, going into the match, both uh, Espinoza and Sanchez are going to be uh, are out. Right. Uh, which is great. Right. Center back and one of their uh, uh, key midfielders. Right. So it's uh, uh, that that piece is good. Um, when I think about a key player to watch, uh one of the guys, and I'm actually a fan of, uh, unless he's playing playing against uh, FC Dallas, is is uh, Johnny Russell. So, the he's he always seems to to be causing problems, even if he's not on the score sheet. He's uh, he's got nine goals, nine assists this this uh, this year. The way he plays, I'm against uh, the way he would be playing against FC Dallas. I think matches up pretty well for SKC, right? So the he he likes to get in behind the, the behind the defenders and attack from from kind of the side. So it'd be like the Ryan Hollinghead side. Um, so we, we're going to have to be careful. FC Dallas is going to be have to have to be careful um, pushing forward on the on that wing. Otherwise, uh, I think you know Russell could come in and make us uh, make them pay for it. Uh, I don't know if you guys had any, any any other thoughts. I guess one one key thing for me is also is I mean last year uh, they came to to to, to Dallas. Uh, second to last game wasn't the last game. Second to last game and just absolutely thrashed FC, FC Dallas three to zero. Um, uh, Johnny Russell getting the, the the final of those goals. Um, and in fact, it was kind of funny because the one of the guys in my section had been heckling him all day, um, and he came back and like just laughed at us <laughs> uh, up in our section after scoring uh, after scoring that PK at the end of the game. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's that's the big thing, man. It's yeah, they're not a playoff team, but they're still dangerous, uh, and they've they've been a nemesis to FC Dallas for so many years. It's, it's, it's tough to look past this game. Armand, what, what are you going to be watching for as on the sporting Kansas city side of things? Jonathan took the words right out of my mouth, Johnny Russell. Um, you look, I mean, obviously uh, Danny Shallowy hasn't been as good as uh, what uh, they wanted in SKC. Uh, obviously having a down year. Um, but this is one of those teams that reminds me uh, kind of, of a, Toronto FC last year, uh, where, uh, you know, big, long CCL run and a team that should make the playoffs doesn't. Uh, that That's who SKC is. And that's why, again, it's one of these games where uh, I'm looking at it as this is not the easiest of games, even though there are two teams, you know, two teams mentioned the Rapids and SKC, two teams that, you know, aren't in the playoffs. SKC always gives Dallas difficulty. 
we know it. I mean, Dallas went to SKC, 2-0 win on the road. And look, I think these guys want to end the season with pride and would do, love nothing but to knock out another team and end another team's playoff dreams. So they're at home sitting with them. But Johnny Russell is such an electric player. Easily, you know, like it's really weird. I really like watching him play. Like I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I enjoy watching him play on that wing. He's so fun, uh, so electric. Uh, Gerso as well. I enjoy watching them two uh, paired together. But not having Ilya is huge. Um, yep. That's going to be huge. He's a big part of their midfield balance. Huge part of their midfields and defensive balance. Uh, and not having him will be huge because he's, I think, I don't know if this number is so accurate, but I know at least last year he was leading the league in like like certain passes from a certain area in defensive third. And he's just so crucial. One of the most underrated mm-hmm. players in MLS. Uh, without him, Dallas has to take advantage of that opportunity. But SKC is still going to be a difficult team regardless. All right. On the other side of the ball, I'm going to talk a little bit about FC Dallas now. Uh, I think the the thing that I would like to point out from the stat perspective is that, yes, their away record is an abysmal three wins, 11 losses, and three draws. But at home, FC Dallas has been pretty, pretty good this season. Only one loss with uh, nine wins and six draws. So, I mean, this year at home, the flavors, airs of Fortress Frisco back in the back in the 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 air there in in Frisco. So um, FC Dallas seems to certainly ratchet things up at home in in Toyota Stadium. Uh, and as far as storylines go, there's one storyline, right? It's the playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. You win, you're in. You lose, you got to have some help. Portland beats San Jose. LAFC beats Colorado, and you're in. So, um, you know, it's in your own hands and, and you either are going to go start playing golf or you're going to, well, I guess they go practice until the playoffs. Like what, how's that work, Armand? Uh, it was like a certain number of weeks they have to practice. I forgot. I mean, I know the previous years it was until like late November, like a couple weeks before, like the CBA mandate. So they practice until then. Um, and it gets kind of, I mean, some players are obviously excused. I mean, Low key, that's how he kind of found out that Oscar Pereja was leaving because he just he just stopped showing. He just didn't show up to training, and people were like, "Oh, he's at college, or is it? Oh, he's at this." And I guess enough people figured out that that's not true, and he's actually doing interviews in Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> so they have this like weird long kind of uh, it's like November ish where they have to train, but some of them don't train. So that's that's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, but as far as Players to watch on Sunday, I'm going to go with Zdenek Andresik, the Cobra. Um, he just got called up to the Czech national team for the first time uh, for the senior team. I know he'd been in the one of the, the youth teams for the Czech Republic, but he'll they'll be facing England. Um, and so he's going to be he's going to be riding a high. He's going to uh, be up for the game. You know, he's all about fighting for the team. And when do you need to fight for the team? Like right now, baby, right now. Uh, and so, uh, if this if Cobra is going to make a lasting impact on this team, uh, now's the time that he's going to have to do it. And so that's my that's that's who I'm going to be watching for in this match. Armand, what are you what are you uh, thinking on the FC Dallas side here? I'm here for a show. I'm here to watch some action. I want to see Paxton Pomacal take over if he starts. Uh, I mean, that's still a little you know up in the air, but I want to see Paxton Pomacal take over. 
Uh, I want to see him, you know, be, I mean, obviously he's a young guy, first season, has been dealing with fatigue. But, I mean, I, I feel like it would just be entertaining to see him uh, uh, take over. I mean, if he starts and, you know, be that guy, be that key player he has been all year and provide something and uh, help this team into a victory. Jonathan, I want to hear what you're thinking. It's been very beautiful. Well, I, I have a question for you. I mean, when's the last time Paxton took over? I mean, you see, not, not 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 for a while. That's something. Not he hasn't. He yeah. hasn't for a really long time. Cole under pressure makes diamonds. I want to, you know, Pax has been playing kind of like Cole right now. Let's put him a little under pressure. Let's see if he can produce a diamond. If not, then Paxton won't be my player to watch all for any of next year. I, I thought for sure you're gonna throw up my face and, and say, "Man, didn't you watch that New York City game where he turned it around when he came in?" And <laughs> that, that was actually he, he did actually play pretty well against uh, NYC. I, the I also when I think about that game. I don't know if that's part of that. Also, is it felt like New York City took their foot off the gas a little bit uh, about that about that same time? Um, man, the, the the key things to to watch for me. I mean, I, I think it's the midfield, right? So it's taking advantage of um, SKC being shorthanded, um, actually doing some of that buildup that we saw early on. Um, and I mean, it's in the end, right? It's it, it comes down to can we be clinical and can we finish? Um, we were actually reasonably clinical, or FC Dallas was reasonably clinical uh, in the last game. Tim Howard had some a couple of really good saves, um, but you know. You you got you, you got to get on the scoreboard. So I think that's that's the the, the two key things for me is to to take advantage of the midfield and just finish your shots. All right, let's move into the lineup predictions section. Uh, we will need you, Armand, just to start to set the stage here. I, I know I'm hearing rumors that there are some some possible question marks as far as personnel goes this week. What what do you got for us? So. Uh... Uh, you know, Paxson was a little bit limited in training today. We saw, uh, you know, Lucci said, you know, it's a little precautionary. I mean, obviously he's been dealing with fatigue, uh, you know, tiredness, soreness. Uh, Baji has a little bit of a knock. Brian Reynolds has a knock from the NTX game a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, Brandon Cervenio is back in training after his after his concussion scare. Um, I'm trying to say, Eric Alexander was in training. Uh, you Whoa. know, the uh he's back man now i know he's back in my starting lineup <laughs> yeah you're gonna throw eric alexander up top yep, can go, yep. i don't think i could pick him up pick him out of a lineup <laughs> oh no you can pick him okay. i mean yeah. okay you might i feel like i don't know why but i feel like dustin you would confuse him and kyle zobeck <laughs> i don't One's know got why gloves. One's got gloves. Well, no. If you see them, wa- if you see, no. Well, no, if you see them walking like a normal street clothes, I feel like you'd mix them up. I, that sounds like me. I do that all, kind of stuff all the time. Don't mix up ZB three O like that. He's, Sorry, ZB. ZB3. Did you get? A, did you get a chance to actually see Cervania practice at all? I mean, how is he? Yeah, looking? He, look, he, he looked. He looked good. He looked good. He participated in uh, all of practice. I think. Uh, obviously, the concussions. It, it was a little bit of a scare. I don't know if he even. Yep. I mean, it was it was it was a little bit scary, but he did he looked pretty good uh, in training overall. I mean, there wasn't anyone that looked ah, kind of meh, but no, he I I think he looked fine. Um, and another, I'm trying to think anyone else. You know, San, uh, Santi Mosquera. You know, I'll throw us out there, guys. He looked pretty good in training too. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good in training as well. But that's training. You know, training can be a little yeah. catfishy because you yep. know Christian Coman is one hell of a training player. Uh, but in game, 
Do you yeah. think he makes the bench this this uh, this match? I mean, look, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Like, I mean, look, like, like, yeah. like I, you're, you're allowed to say no, Armand. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know because like all the options they have are so. Li- Honestly, yeah. if you guys do a lineup prediction show of the bench, it would be pretty funny as well too. That would be pretty funny. Be like, <laughs> you guys would be like, um, I, I, I guess. Is Mo, Herm- Mo Hernandez available? <laughs> you, you're going through, looking through like Austin Bowles. Is Francis a two Henry? Like he has been playing draw. Uh, that'd be funny. That'd be comedy. All right. So, so generally on this section, we start with the previous week's lineup, and we just kind of work backwards from there. Since since things are pretty well cemented, uh, or not cemented, but um, there's not a whole lot of of th- change to the core group there. So uh, last week we had. Jesse Gonzalez, masterful form, masterful performance in goal. We had Hollingshead, Ziegler, Hedges, and Cannon on the back line. With like we mentioned, we had the the Acosta, Pamacol, Ferreira midfield, and then FC Dallas had the Baji, Cobra, Barrios front line. Jonathan, I think I'm gonna make you go first here. Uh, which which of those pieces do you think get changed for this upcoming match against well, I, Sporting Kansas City? I, I think I think I've kind of shown my cards a little bit, which is you know that the midfield has to change, right? So the, I think the the back line is set. Um, the, the the midfield uh, is going to be uh, to me. It's Acosta, Cervania. Great to hear he's he's doing better. Um, and I put Jesus right. So I think it's those three in the middle, um, up top. I'm saying Cobra and Mikey. And for that left wing, which is, you know, the only real one in question, I'm going to go with uh, Edwin Giazzi. Just kidding. I'm going, yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to put... Uh, you should see Armand's face right now. <laughs> hey, I, he, I read he a really good as, article as on As a going away present, we're going, to, we're, going to, we're, going to, we're going to test him out and just see, you know, before he goes back to, uh, to wherever, uh, you know, we're going to make sure he can, you know, see, see if he can actually play. Did you did you read the uh, Ghana Soccernet article that like refused to uh, attribute my uh, uh, my article in it? No, <laughs> like, I didn't like, see that. There was an article from GhanaSoccernet dot com, or so I was like, oh, sources Edwin Giassi is leaving, uh, uh, or was going to go back, and it's like, okay, cool, and then it says like, oh yeah, I'm upset. Told Pro Soccer USA, but they didn't link my article or anything. And I'm pretty sure that got more clicks in the FC Dallas fans group than anything that I've ever done uh, <laughs> overall. So I mean, that shows where their heads are at. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 I, the, I don't know if I actually say it, but no, I think um, I, I think it's Paxton. I think you've got to get your best player on the field, man. I know that. I mean, uh, consistency. Yeah, we've been seeing Baji there. I think Santi's looked okay. Um, but it's, I mean, like, uh, like Armand said, you got, I mean, we got to see Paxton shine. So, uh, if, if he can't do it in a playoff atmosphere in a playoff game, then, um, then when else is he gonna, so what do you, what do you, yeah. what, what do you, what are you thinking, Dustin? No, a hundred percent. I am right there with you on everything you just said, including the Giassi. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I I totally agree. I think Paxton's healthy. He goes there. If not, it's Mascara on the on the wing uh, up front. I, for the, all the reasons you just said, I, I you I've got nothing to add there. I, I am exactly that's what I am expecting so to I, see as well. So I disagree with you on one thing. So I think if it's not Paxton, I think it's Baji. 
and and I don't okay. care. I, 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 the just by, based on some of the comments, listen to the to the the press comments conference from Lucci today, right? And just when when uh, he was asked about how Santi was doing, he he paused a bit around the you know proving that he's ninety minutes ready and ready to start, right? It, it, it almost sounded like you know there was something else that he was expecting from Santi before he could get to the point where he could start. So that's 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 the only reason. I, I, yeah, I, that's I, you know, weird. I, I kind of disagree, like, right? I mean, obviously, I've been calling. I called Fasanti to start last week, and I, I think I was uh, hitting up Twitter at halftime the week before, saying, what, "You know, what the hell? Get Baji off or Santi, right?" Um, yeah. But this isn't. This is a prediction show. What we think Lucci's going to do, not what we think he should do, right? For sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's kind of been one of my gripes about Santi this entire season. Is well, the past two seasons is I don't think I've ever seen him play ninety minutes. I, I honestly don't remember the last time he did, if he ever has. So um, that's to take nothing away from the things that he offers. It's just that's not one of them. So, so all right. So Armand's allowed to give uh, score predictions, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so let's let's swing into score predictions here. Uh, well, since you haven't had much to say for the past couple minutes, besides uh, you know pimping your own articles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ghana soccerness! Stop stealing my stuff. <laughs> Armand, what what do you got for uh, prediction scoreline and and who who gets man of the match? Guys, I'm feeling really negative, like really oh, negative. No, I'm feeling a two one FC Dallas loss. Uh, man of the match. I mean, so it can't be Paxton or Brandon, right? Because they're underage. Because uh, right. Budweiser man of the match. Uh, they can be it. They just have to just take a picture of the scarf all by itself. Uh, I guess, I guess it's gonna, I'm going to go bold and say Acosta. Like, you know, like he, he like, uh, you know, attempts to push a comeback after they're down 2-0 and it's just too little too late. They get a goal through uh, Cobra. He rallies the troops, but uh, they, their lack of offensive options killed them in the end. And Dallas sits at home, and we'll, we'll add a little extension to this prediction. Uh, and the Colorado Rapids shock LAFC. Uh, you have Portland knocking off San Jose, and the Rapids slot into that seven seed. Would, would that well, be awesome? I mean, I, they, I, mean, I, I think it would be awesome. Like personally, like unbiased, I think it would be a great story. Um, and I'd be scared to face the Rapids. Oh well, uh, yeah, they're in form big time. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Warshaw was in Extra Time Radio today. He said, you could argue they're the second best team in MLS right now. I was like, whoa, yep. relax. But I see what you're yeah. saying. There's a little vindication for that. The the hate you got on your on your Colorado take early in the season. <laughs> you know I love my Rapids, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we interviewed Kellen's mom for Mother's Day, and she agreed with you. Um, Jonathan Roz, sir, prediction from you. Um... Man, as much as I also want to be negative, I'm not gonna, you know. Uh, no, I mean, my my original thought is actually it's you know it's gonna be a two two draw and we're gonna sneak our way into the playoffs still. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be optimistic. I do think um, we have we have a good home record. I do think we, that uh, uh, FC Dallas will win two to one. Uh, the man of the match. Man, it's almost always an offensive player, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with with Mikey B um, 
getting a getting a you know two goals. So a brace, a fair shout, fair shout. I mean, he does tend tend to rack up the. I mean, I wonder what his scarf rack looks like at home with those man of the match scarves. He's got. I mean, he's got three or four of them this season. So, so, so uh, what, what 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 are you thinking, man? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna go with. I, I thought you were just gonna take all the words from me here, like my lineup and my prediction. But <laughs> I, I am. I'm I'm a I'm a positive guy, right? So it, if if I predict a loss, <laughs> you know things are bad. So I'm I'm thinking you know Fortress Frisco two one uh, win. I think that it is one one going into the 85th minute. This is going to be strangely specific uh but then the man of the match ryan hollingshead takes and uh delivers a game-winning goal and we finally get to hear his goal scoring music that he hasn't we haven't heard yet so you don't think it's gonna be you don't think it's gonna be return of own goal for for the brace we haven't oh, we haven't seen him in forever, He's one of my favorite players <laughs> We have we've seen about as much of him as we have uh, Edwin Jesse. So what's Ongol's music? Oh, this is, these are the questions question. we've got to get to the bottom of. Uh, we may know some people that sit in the press box and can ask people questions. <laughs> mm, don't know I'm that on. guy. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like we, that? I, I want to ask these the, questions. I know, and that's the problem. <laughs> these are the these are the questions that people want to know. I mean, I mean, you actually want to know what Lucci, Lucci's uh, closet is, like his fashion choices and all that stuff. Apparently, that's a it's a hot thing. So, but oh, I'll, I'll get, I'll try, I'll try to talk to my people and see if they can find out uh, what Ongol's music is. Uh, something tells me that it's Kerncraft Four Hundred Zombie Nation or whatever, which is the standard it's the default yep. music. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the close of this mega match build-up show. That's 40-something minutes of goodness for you heading into FC Dallas's decision day on Sunday. We look forward to seeing you out at the stadium. I think all three of us will be there in some capacity. So if you see us walking around, say hi. You can find us on the interwebs at dallassoccershow.com. You can find our show on Twitter as at Dallas Soccer Show. Jonathan Ross is at Jonathan Ross 12 and Armand Kafai is at Armand Kafai. Strange, strange uh, Twitter handle there. Really stepping outside the box there. Yeah, I had to change it up on my followers, you know? Like make it, <laughs> make, make, make it, a, little, make it a little unique. I shake hey, another, another year on the beat, you're going to have a little blue check mark. Check it. Chill with the expectations, man. You give me, you want me to be around for another year? Come on, man. Do I want to be around for another year? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, right. well, let's, let's, let's hope. Let's hope we're all, or, or at least me and Dustin are talking in another week for another match build-up show. So, there you go. Yeah, let's take it. Let's take it one match at a time. That's and, right. And we'll see. So, alrighty. Take it easy. Yeah.